Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 628. How do great entrepreneurs choose a capital provider? Maybe not the way you think. Part one, by Mike Smirklow of mikesmirklow.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host, and I'm here every single day of the week, including weekends and holidays, reading to you from some great blogs on entrepreneurship. And today I've got a little bit of a longer post from Mike Smirklow, so I'm going to uh, read the first half for you right now and then finish up the rest tomorrow. So with that, let's get right to part one as we optimize your life. How do great entrepreneurs choose a capital provider? Maybe not the way you think. Part one by Mike Smirklow of mikesmirklow.com. Lessons learned from my experience taking two companies from startup to IPO about capital raising and how experienced entrepreneurs think about the process. Entrepreneur number one wow, I can't believe I just got a term sheet from XYZ Ventures. They are such a great firm. Entrepreneur number two, that is fantastic. What is the valuation? Entrepreneur number one, big. Not like uber big, but big. Entrepreneur number two, man, that is awesome. You must be thrilled. You're so lucky. Entrepreneur number one, I know. All my dreams are coming true. I can't imagine what could go wrong from here. During my entrepreneurial journey, I was incredibly lucky to work with several great private equity firms, including venture, growth, and late-stage investors, before taking two companies to the public markets, LoudCloud, Opsware, and ServiceSource. As a result, I'm often asked by entrepreneurs building amazing companies a seemingly simple question. How do I get XYZ, insert any VC or PE firm name here, to invest in my business? My answer is likewise pretty simple. I think you are asking the wrong question. And then, channeling the great Alex Trebek, Jeopardy guy for those under 30, I come back with the answer in the form of a question, and it goes like this. What aspect of raising capital do you think will have the greatest impact on your ability to build a superior business? This can be hard to grasp, regardless of whether you're getting lots of calls from all the top VC PE firms, or if you're simply looking for any source of cash to keep your business dreams afloat but it's incredibly important for an entrepreneur to step back and consider all aspects of the capital raising process to maximize success for the future. There are five primary aspects of the capital raising process that really matter, and most entrepreneurs get seduced by only one of the five. And by doing so, they miss out on the opportunity to add more than cash to the balance sheet. Here are the five key considerations that an entrepreneur needs to consider when raising capital. Number one, valuation aka show me the money. The easiest component, and the one that gets all the headlines, 
This is also the easiest to get your arms around. Simply put, this is the pre-money, when raising capital for your balance sheet, price, at which you are selling stock in the company. Note, when selling secondary shares, i.e. no new money coming into the business, the pre-money and post-money valuations are the same. Determining how your company is valued, i.e. what metric is driving the price, is a very different topic and well-documented in various blogs. It's worthwhile to do this research and understand what the key drivers are to get to the valuation, but I'll assume you already know that and focus on the other four attributes that great entrepreneurs need to take into consideration. Number two, terms, aka bring out the gimp. You have to understand the key terms attached to the security you are selling and the private equity firm is buying. This is the gritty stuff that is very tempting to offload to your CFO or legal team. Most of the terms are frankly simple or standard and therefore don't need a lot of attention, but a few really matter. And here is where you need to be aware, be very aware. Private equity guys tend to use the term security when talking about your life's work. Try not to be offended when the two get intermingled. I won't go into too much painful detail here, but I do want to insist that you, as the entrepreneur, really do need to understand the few key terms associated with the capital raise. Don't consign this to your CFO. Most important for you to understand is that the investor's number one goal is to shield their investment from a loss. So key terms are usually focused on giving the investor downside protection, aka when things go wrong. Investors will happily give you a higher valuation in exchange for more aggressive terms to protect against the downside. All valuations are not created equal. And trust me, when things go wrong is not the time you want to learn what terms like 2x liquidation preference mean. Simply put, this is a little like reading the fine print in your insurance policy. It doesn't seem that important until it is. If any of the terms sound odd, overly complex, or highly manufactured, it's likely they are, and it's important that you take a hard look at this part of the equation. Number three, the firm, aka the partnership brand that your company will be associated with going forward. I remember walking into the offices of various private equity firms and struggling about what to focus on. The art, the view, the long list of past successful investments, or a combination of all of the previously mentioned. All I knew was that their offices looked a lot different than my work environment back at the office, and for good reason. They are in the brand building business just like every other service provider. As an entrepreneur, you have to be really careful not to fall into this trap when choosing the firm that is writing the check. Make sure you don't get seduced by a brand or a perception here, and do your homework on how the firm has supported or failed to support entrepreneurs over time. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, How Do Great Entrepreneurs Choose a Capital Provider? Maybe Not the Way You Think, by Mike Smirklow of mikesmirklow.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility 
at indeed.com slash startup. So just go to indeed.com slash startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash startup. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks to today's author, Mike. He is uh, the author of Mr. Monkey and Me, a real talk guide to cultivating a mindset to support greatness in entrepreneurs. I actually narrated an excerpt from that book back in episode 88, so if you want to, you can go back and check that out. Mike is an experienced entrepreneur as well as an investor and business leader. He's driven by the desire to turn ideas into reality. Having bought and scaled a small business into a publicly traded company worth nearly a billion dollars in value, he's got a deep understanding of the hard work, dedication, and grit that truly powers successful entrepreneurship. And today, as the co-founder and managing director of Next Coast Ventures, Mike is a champion for a new generation of entrepreneurs building disruptive companies in big markets, so really a perfect author for this show. So come by his site to check out his work. That's mikesmarklow.com, and Smarklow is spelled S-M-E-R-K-L-O. And as usual, I do have that linked in this episode's description. But that's gonna do it for today. Hope you enjoyed part one here today and uh, that you'll join me for part two tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.